0: Welcome to Philadelphia Flyers Weekly, your home for Philadelphia Flyers podcasts. WBME Broadcasting. Each week we'll run down player news and franchise news for the Philadelphia Flyers National Hockey League Club. We'll also feature news from around the NHL and much more. Flyers Weekly starts right now with your host, Chris Smith. Get up, get up good to have you here for week 15 of flyers weekly flyers weekly at gmail.com is our email address and Philadelphia is our home page Well, the Flyers going through some changes this week. They acquire Peter Nedved and they uh, trade that sends uh, Dennis Seidenberg out to the Phoenix Coyotes. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the players that came back from injury this week. And uh, we'll also talk about um, well, a couple losses here for the Flyers this week against uh, Carolina and Boston. So we'll touch on all of that uh, this week in uh, Flyers Weekly. Well, we're glad you're here, here, as always, and uh, we'll start out with the uh, Peter Nedved situation, Dennis Seidenberg trade to the Phoenix Coyotes, and uh, probably, you know, you look at something like this, uh, and uh, you'll wonder, I mean, Dennis Seidenberg has had a great year, Uh, he's really been developing his shot, especially from the point, and he's gotten some goals here in the last last couple weeks or so, and he's been playing well, but, you know, you you look at the Flyers team right now, and still with the injuries they have with uh, Keith Primo, Eric Desjardins, and uh, some of the... This is the surplus of players i think that they have uh and you, you saw the trade a couple weeks ago with patrick sharp for matthew ellison uh a number of weeks ago that went down uh and basically bob clark saying look we have a surplus of players right now and uh, i think you're going to probably see a lot more of this going on probably one of the one of the bigger issues i think right now the flyers you look out for is a salary cap situation and uh, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes here uh but um Here's how it went down this week. Peter Nedved, the uh, Flyers acquired uh, from Phoenix from the Coyotes for Dennis Seidenberg. Uh, Nedved a 32 goal score back in 2000-2001 uh, season, uh, and he's he consistently scored 25 goals or more on some pretty rough Rangers teams back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Played with Gretzky back that back in those days. Uh, played with Messier. So uh, he's uh, you know he, he he's a, he's a leader. He's definitely experienced. Uh, he's, he, he's he's proven. He can score the goals. Uh, he's been injured this year a lot. In fact, he's only played in a handful of games this year, I think like 25 games. Only has like two goals. Uh, and uh, I think one of the things that Gretzky had said over in Phoenix is that uh, uh, Nedved felt he really left the Coyotes down. He really left the team down. That could be that could be part of the uh, – it just could be one of those things where Nedved needs a, a change of pace, a change of scenery and something like that. And uh, I think it's definitely something that uh, – I think it's going to work out well for both teams, is how it was said. So we'll see what happens. Dennis Seidenberg, definitely, you know, one of those guys uh, who was definitely improving his game and uh, definitely moving on. Uh, Sorry to see him go, no doubt about that. Uh, But uh, possibly, like we said, uh, maybe it'll work out well for both teams at this point right now. We'll talk about uh, some things here in a feature here. Uh, Talk about uh, Bob Clark and what he has to say about the uh, about the trade and uh he was you know he he's the man behind this stuff. So Bob Clark has to say he says too much of a scoring rely on just one line and we felt we also needed a shot from the point on the power play. Uh, Nedved has always been a good scorer and a real good player. We think he'll solve some of our problems up front. Well, you saw that happen already in uh, Saturday's game against Pittsburgh. You know, Peter Nedved was in there on the power play, and uh, he actually had a point. RJ Umberger uh, scoring the, one, the early goal in, in the Pittsburgh game, and uh, Peter Nedved getting a point and assist on that there. So, uh, Bob Clark, you know, right there, he says, you know, you're looking for a, for more of a shot for the point on the power play, and with the injuries uh, that they have right now, probably not a bad idea. Um, Hitchcock, uh, like compare Nedved uh, to that of Joe Neuendijk in Dallas behind Mike Madonna. Hitch says, Joe was really good coming out of that second hole where he could help other players on his line. We think Peter can do the same. No doubt about that. Uh, we saw Peter... Uh Nedved yesterday playing on the line uh, when he had his assist, he was out in the line with uh, R.J. Umberger and Jeff Carter. Uh, the rest of the game, he consistently played with Bronco, Radivojevic and um, Sammy Kapanen uh, on a line with those two. Uh, so we'll see. And again, I think it's a good point that Hitch brings up. I think it's one of those things where Peter Nedved, again, he's going to bring the experience, but he's going to be one of those guys who's going to be the second line. He's going to lead the second line now. And uh, again, leadership down the stretch here, You the know, this team is mostly comp- comprised right now of young players trying to get it done. You know, of course you have Forsberg there, but Forsberg's out right now. Uh, you Primo, Eric Desjardins, your other two veterans, uh, are out. Uh, Darian Hatcher doing a great job, of course, leading the team. Uh, Chris Terrian also back there. Um, But uh, Peter Nedved, probably one of those offensive forces I think they're going to bring in here. Look for some leadership. Look for him to fit in. Um, And Nedved says his main focus is to come and play well and help the the hockey team win games. He says, I don't think we want to get into predicting who I am playing with. Uh, And uh, he says the ideal thing is to find chemistry. That's half the job. The worst thing for a hockey player is to get on the ice and be thinking be thinking. Hockey players do the best when they go out there and the instincts take over, then you play well. So, right there, um, and again, we talked about where Nedved kind of playing a, a couple different roles there. Uh, Hitch had him in with uh, <coughs> with, excuse me, with uh, Sammy Kapanen and Bronco Radivojevic. He also had him in there with Humberger and Jeff Carter. So, again, looking for some leadership out of, uh, out of uh, Peter Nedved uh, in this situation uh, has had a tough season, no doubt. Uh, had some injuries, had a groin injury, had a concussion, had a, an issue with the shoulder, I believe. Uh, but the, again, a change of uh, scenery might be all that uh, he needs to uh, turn his season around. And we talked about the salary cap earlier, and it does put the Flyers over the salary cap by about five hundred thousand dollars. I was I was reading this week, and uh, it, it's interesting to bring that up uh, because you know as you get down to the stretch here, you get closer to the trade deadline. Uh, the Flyers are going to continue to look to bolster this lineup. There's no doubt about that. There's more injuries, uh, possible injuries that we saw happen in the Pittsburgh game on Saturday. We'll talk about those in a minute. Uh, but um, Nedved, uh, it, I think his salary was like $2.2 million or something like that. Flyers are going to have to figure out a way to pick that up. Now, of course, uh, right now they don't have to worry about guys like Keith Primo's uh, Salary. Primo has been placed on injured reserve, and it just looks very doubtful he's going to be back this season. Uh, So the Flyers, that, that that particular salary there for Keith Primo, does not count against the Flyers' salary cap good news there. Uh, For the Flyers right now, though, however, to go out and uh, really get anybody else, Seidenberg was making the the league minimum at $450,000. But for the Flyers to go out and get anybody else at this point right now, either they're going to have to be making the league minimum, which probably won't be the situation, or the Flyers are going to have to waive another veteran. My guess for the wave another, uh, another veteran or my choice would be Chris Terrian. Uh, whether that's going to happen or not, uh, I don't know. Chris Terrian just played and uh, just had a milestone this week. He played in something like his, I don't know, it was a 400th game as a flyer. Good for him. Uh, but uh, right now we need to continue to win uh, hockey games and uh, uh, get a better defensive uh, outlook on this team. Defense struggled again this week. Uh, and some turnovers and things like that. Uh, we'll talk about that too. Um going back to the Carolina game, and it was a rough week this week uh, as far as the Flyers, again, you know, blowing another lead this week uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, It was a 3-1 lead. Hurricanes come back, score something like three third-period goals, uh, all on turnovers, this was. Uh, So, you know, again, it just, a a lot of turnovers in the Flyers' defensive zone, a lot of turnovers in neutral ice, and you just can't do that against a team like the Hurricanes. And although it was just a... uh, a shootout win um and Nidamaki and uh, Martin Gerber play, both played well throughout the first couple periods. Uh, you know the Flyers giving up the puck at opportune points of the ice and opportune points of the game is what leads to their demise most of these most of this most of these games. And uh, again, we saw it happened in the Hurricanes game. Uh, and you look at the Boston loss; it was just kind of a blowout, and this team just kind of looks like they're backing up on their heels a little bit, uh, giving teams the better quality chances. We've been talking about it all week or all year. You know, the other teams have just been able to create better quality chances. The, the Bruins had less chances. They had much far less shots than the Flyers did on Thursday night, but they still came out big winners big winners as a matter of fact i think four of the five bruins goals were all even strength goes to show you something that uh the flyers are getting are leaving these teams create their own chances they're getting quality scoring chances the flyers on thursday were not covering up shooting lanes uh the defensemen i don't know where they were at they weren't there in the game uh there were some good chances for the flyers but as we saw uh, john sim completely missed a net um and had a, had a good chance uh, to to score a goal for him, and there were a number of other chances where you, there were good scoring chances for the Flyers, and they just couldn't get the puck in the net. Uh, so things like that, you know, all get a team like Boston, who is definitely hungry, who's starting to come together after the Joe Thornton trade, and uh, some of those new players are starting to fit in. You're going to look at a team like that, and they're, they're they're gaining momentum, they're gaining speed. You know, no one's expecting anything out of them this year. Uh, the expectations are going to be low. So hey, why not? Why not go in there and win some games and uh, get some momentum going, get get some speed going, and and, and beat a, a team like the Flyers? Why not? You're going to see a team teams like that starting to pop up here as we get later in the season. You know, kind of nothing to gain, everything or, or everything to gain, nothing to lose rather. And and the Bruins, no doubt, probably one of those teams right now. The Flyers, no doubt, looked a lot better on uh, on Saturday uh, against the Penguins, and uh, the reason why one of the big reasons why defensemen cutting off shooting lanes again. Uh, it's good to watch. You know, you you see guys like uh, you know Darian Hatcher who did a great job. Who lost Sidney Crosby there at the end of the game, and Crosby almost got in one on one against uh, Robert Ash, but the uh, Hatcher went down, uh, spun around. If you saw it, was a great play. Spun around, threw a stick out there, and poke checked the puck away from Crosby. You know, it was a great play, and. Um, you know, it, it's stuff like that which goes a long way. It's stuff like that, you know, Crosby had a, had a scoring chance coming up to him and, and you know, Hatcher going out and uh, laying out for the shot and uh, making something happen. Those types of plays go a long way. There's no doubt about that. So something the Flyers need to continue to do right there. Cutting off scoring chances, especially shots from the point. Uh, you know, you see guys like, you know, Captain had a couple block shots yesterday, I believe. Guys going down, you know, that that's that's good to see. But again, you know, shots are getting through. Shots are getting Getting through the slot, they're being screened. Again, the defense has to do a better job of keeping players away from the goaltender, whether it be Asher or Nidamaki at this point. So, uh, those are the type of, some of the things I think that the team needs to work on in this in this week coming up. Anyway, uh, Pittsburgh again on Monday, as we look at a week ahead and preview here. Pittsburgh again on Monday, uh, Montreal on Wednesday, and uh, Tampa Bay on Saturday. Uh, Three-game homestand here for the Flyers. The Flyers sure could use the rest to keep, you know, all rest is good. There's no doubt about that. The Flyers could definitely use uh, more rest after, uh, after being on the road for so long. And, uh, uh, of course, getting back on their feet. Injuries uh, still kind of, the Flyers still struggling with injuries. Uh, one good thing with, uh, of course, Pittsburgh again on Monday. You know, you're going to see much of the same team. Um Montreal is going to come in to the Wachovia Center really, really, really struggling. They've only won a, a number, a few games here in, uh, in January. Uh, General Manager Bob Ganey is now their coach in Montreal for the Habs, and, uh, Jose Theodore, I think, was pulled uh, on Saturday after he gave up five goals and 11 shots against Vancouver. So the, again, the, the Canadians really struggling right now. You might get a chance with a team really, uh, really beat, really down the dumps. And uh, <laughs> the, boy, I, the Canadians have uh, they play Carolina on Monday, I think. They play the Senators on Wednesday, and then they have a fly or they play the Senators, I think, on Thursday. The Flyers on Wednesday or something like that. So <laughs> quite a week for. For the for the Canadians, no doubt about that. Of course, Tampa Bay on Saturday just waived uh, Dave Anderchuk. Uh They'll be coming in playing, been playing well. I think on the three game uh, winning, winning streak as of uh, as of today, uh, Sunday, uh, and uh, we'll uh, definitely definitely always uh, one of those teams that you got to watch out for. The Tampa Bay Lightning. So we'll see what happens. Uh, with, uh, with with those guys there. Saturday at 2 p.m. is the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning game. By the way, injury report for this week: uh, Kim Janssen had a CAT scan on Friday, uh, having concussion-like symptoms the last couple games and uh, past four games actually. So he's 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 going to be questionable day-to-day type thing. Uh, keep an eye on that. Of course, Peter Forsberg. That is now called. They are now calling that an abdominal strain. Uh, so, he is supposed to, of course, he didn't play in Pittsburgh uh, on Saturday, and he is scheduled to skate on Sunday. Hopefully, maybe he'll be back in the lineup this week. Uh, of course, no news on Keith Primo, or I have not heard anything on Eric Desjardins. Yoni picking in left after the first period uh, in the Pittsburgh game on Saturday. Uh, apparently, his groan was just, uh, just too tight to play. They were afraid he was going to to injure himself again. I did not hear if he was, had had injured himself again. I don't believe so. I think he, they took him out of the game as a precautionary period. So his day ended early on Saturday, that of Yoni uh, Pekinit. Uh, also, Robert Esch on Saturday, although he played well, he looked limber in getting up. When he went down for shots, he was slow getting up at times he was slow moving from side to side in the crease these could be just kind of reactions from missing a whole month's month and a half worth of games or it could be that his groin is still bothering him again we won't know these things until uh, the week gets get, until the week moves on and Atero Nidamaki, you never know may just end up getting more starts we'll have to see but Esh looked did a played a good game again on saturday against the uh, against the penguins but he looked like i said very limber We'll keep our eye on that. That's going to do it for this week and uh, this edition of Flyers Weekly. Thank you for joining me. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address, and philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com is our homepage. I'm Chris Smith. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Flyers Weekly on WPME Broadcasting, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Make sure to join us next week for another edition of Flyers Weekly. And make sure to join us online at philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. And make sure to send us your emails at flyersweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.